All right, I just want to preface this by saying I was in a good mood <laughs> to start today. Like, I, I was in a happy mood. I don't know why this would change it. I was in a good, non-confrontational, <laughs> enjoying my day mood. You know how good of a mood I was in, PJ? How's that? On Southern... Uh, not, like, I was in such a good mood <laughs> that on southernpainskin.com, I just put out my first power rankings for the Sun Belt this year. Oh, man. Awesome. Let's, well, uh, let's check we that were out. Gonna, we were going to talk about that. Sure. Let's... And we might still. Why not? There's yeah. huge breaking news coming out of the NFL. That kind of put me in a bad mood because... We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, maybe, a lot of things. Maybe yeah. this is putting me in the proper mood for what we're going to talk about there. But a couple things. I feel like that should have put you, it, like, really, I think you're mm. using what we're about to talk about as a cover-up no, for your anger towards that. It's not anger because it's better than it was, but still not as good as it should be. Uh, no, sure. two things here. And I'll start with the people who aren't in the room first. Um <laughs> I think, what have they done? I think the average age of three and out. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. is like probably right at forty. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's, it's not, not that old. old. No, it's not old. It's no. certainly not the back nine boys. Sure, right? <laughs> God. So that's which I still I love Rich Styles. Yes. Why is it the back nine boys? He's the only one. Would just be He's a one-man like, show. He yeah, has but guests still, on. Hey, there's a producer for that show. All right. There's someone who runs the board. There's someone who's Sometimes. in here. <laughs> Sometimes. But, but, come on. But let's anyway, not, listen, I'm coming for over everybody. Over-exaggerate uh, here, all right? I'm, coming, like, I'm coming for everybody like 5% today. 5% of the but, time. But the average age of three and out is about 40. Yeah. Roughly. I'm just saying, that was a shot across the bow at Rich. Yeah, come at me, Rich, you old man. But Jeez. that being said, why is it like did they all grow up next to a like a bombing range? <laughs> or like has there been construction going on next to their ears for their entire lives? Because every day I walk into this studio, mm-hmm. it's quiet, getting ready to do the show, checking levels, setting everything up. And then as soon as we play our intro, the freaking headsets are rattling. The speaker that we can hear through is like falling off of the desk because these guys have everything in here cranked up to 14. It's true. It's because they, they, they can't yeah. hear anything. It's like they're they're all shit like the headphones are making me like wince and I don't they're like 5 feet away you from me. You can hear how unhealthy it is. Oh, absolutely. You know how much they all like music? Like, like Kevin is well-known for his love for, like, Southern rock. Mm-hmm. Like, Southern rock and roll and whatnot. Maybe some I'd Southern like country more, mixed I, in I'd there, more too. I'd like, like, 80s, 90s country, but, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know, man. Like PJ, this, we went through an exercise where yes, I went, yes, I went through agreed. Spotify, and I played, like, 78 songs, and he could tell me the name of the song and the sure. artist by one note. Yeah, I know that about the country. Have we ever done that for Southern Rock? I'm sure he could do that for the same thing. I'm sure he could do a, a pretty darn good job because, anyway, that's a different conversation. But maybe he just blared that way too much. Maybe he woke up to a Southern Rock slash country concert just every single day outside of his back backyard. No, I just, they, bo- I just think they're all devastatingly old. For 40, yes. 
I mean, that's it's insanity. Like, like Ben, I think out of all three of them, has an excuse. Played in SEC stadiums, played SEC and NFL football. Obviously, the first part was way louder than the second part, but has been in some been in some situations where probably not overly healthy for ear health or just it's sure. football. It's not great for your health in general. So Ben, out of all of them, if he was like, hey, I can't really hear that. I need my thing up super loud. The most understandable. But Kevin and BJ entire lives professionally have been spent in studios with really nice, high quality headphones. Did so they turn why too can't loud? they hear anything? Maybe they just, I don't know. They enjoyed their voices so much when they were younger. They turned it up way too much. And, and now it's affecting their hearing it's with bad. everything else. But that, that's actually, like, I, I feel like I barely bring this up. Like, you bring this up more than me, so I feel like I, I can bring it up as a joke. I'm noticing a theme here because, like, maybe that's why I get interrupted all the time when I'm talking. Maybe they just can't yeah, hear me. They Probably not. And you know what? I have to say sorry to Rich Stiles <laughs> because, yes, was he around during the American Revolution? Yes. Sure. But he can put the headphones on and listen to them at a normal level. True. True. As the man who just, as the man who most of the time adjusts those level for him, levels for him, I, I, I can want, agree. I want I want to stop here and say I love Rich Styles like with my whole heart. I'm Absolutely, just, yeah. I'm just, no, I was, I'm just still salty because that man spanked sure. me through 18 holes exactly. of golf. So, That's why like, I was uh, gonna keep going into it. You you did say yeah. like come at me whatever. I was like he already did and he won. Yeah, but By a lot. It was bad. You know, it's all right. It, it we it. And now he's doing like his summer tour, playing eight thousand golf courses this summer. He played a hundred holes in one day. I, I don't know how. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I would get. I can't even get through a full round. Yeah, it's well, I don't golf, but like, I still. <laughs> especially in this heat. Uh, but the other thing, speaking of yeah, which, no, especially in this about, heat, you're exactly right. The thing right. that really lit my fuse today <laughs> is, it's still in the high eighties outside, which is a brief respite. For what the past couple of months have been like here exactly. in South Georgia, right? But it's still hot. It's making a lot of sense here. It is still shorts and t-shirt weather, and even that's sweaty. Maybe not all So the I got time. a couple things I want to talk about here. Number one, Maybe not as all I'm walking time. into the studio, in struts one PJ Zuko, looking <laughs> like he's coming out of like Montana that's or Seattle or something. My man has on that's the ridiculous. black slacks. Sure. They looked comfy today. And a t-shirt hoodie. Yes, which I can still admit and agree, and uh, maybe not agree because you're obviously not saying it, but it was the right choice because I am insanely comfortable. Like th- this is this is probably I'm more comfortable looking at you. This is probably more comfortable than I've been all week. Like the the black slacks are are feeling good, and um, same thing for for the t-shirt hoodie. But I think that's the important thing is like. If I had just walked out of Man- Montana, I'd have 15 jackets on right now and two pairs said, of snow pants. You were born pants. in the cold. You're like Jon Snow. Yes, but like that, this is the thing. I enjoy the cold. I am not one of these people who like doesn't admit when it's cold. You know what I mean? Like if it's 15 degrees outside, I'm not like walking out with a t-shirt you're, and shorts on saying Patrick it's Junior of Happy Valley. You're from I've, the cold. I have no problem with that. You're actually. always the first person, like when, you like, call when me those cold things, weather hits. You're like smiling. BJ and Ben yes. are like crumbling, and you're smiling. I love it. I love the cold. But I this is everything about it. I just checked. The feels like it feels like 96 degrees outside right now. Which and you're wearing long yeah, that's sleeves odd to and me. pants. Then again, we're not outside, right? And like in my truck, there's good air conditioning. So 
I mean, I don't know. Um, I will say I did check the weather app because, like, I was wearing this hoodie already, and I, I looked at the pants, and I was like, I don't know. Would, would it be too I'm, – I'm probably chancing it a little bit too much with the hoodie. And then, like, this is how you know you're getting to the end of – not even the end, really. I mean, we still have a couple months left. But this is how you know you're right in the thick of, like, South Georgia heat for the eight months that you have it. You're over here falling for fake fall, I brother. checked – no, no, God, I'm not. And this is not fake fall. It's one day. I checked the weather app. I looked at it. I said 85. And I was like, huh, we get a break today. Like, interesting. Like, this is actually – it's more chilly of a day than normal. This is – if there's going to be any day – I don't know if anyone does this, but, like, especially down here – hashtag down here um, – <laughs> especially – when I, I, living down here, I like l- check the weather app, and it's like 88, 89, 90, 90, 90, 91. And I'm like, all right, well, if I'm going to wear something that's a little bit more warm, it's better to do it on a day that's 88 than 91. So, like, great. I checked it today. I was like, what? 85? Okay, I'm fine. I have a t- full disclosure, I have a t shirt in my bag. Yeah, and you know. If it gets too bad, I'm gonna change it in the t-shirt. But like, I think I've been pretty surprised with how comfortable Listen, I've been. The today. optimal outfit in South Georgia during these six months is t-shirt shorts. Sometimes you get bored with that. But That's op- all I'm but saying. It's the optimal outfit. It's the agreed. I, I am the most comfortable in this. I will say there's a caveat to where you can skew like go short sleeve top with pants, or you can go long sleeve top with shorts. Which is a, what I normally do. It does do, take yeah. a certain kind of dude to pull that off, but like I'm just uh, I'm putting that out there. If you do both, you either better be going to church, court, or a wedding, or all three at the same time. Uh, but that being said, you, you you can't do that. I wanted to ask you. I can see where today, like this, could be two of the three. Okay, it is raining. Uh, I, I want to ask you this though: when you do start sweating in this smoldering heat. Where's the first place it starts? Because I can tell you where it is for me. Oh man! Like um, when do you when do you first initially realize as you're finding dampness somewhere that you are beginning to sweat? Well, like, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because like you, you feel it in, in certain places, but I will say normally, especially if I'm sitting, it's it's my back. Interesting. Like you, you feel that drip down the back, and it's like it's odd. Then again, this is very odd. Maybe I don't know if it's odd or not, but if I'm just like sitting and heating whatever, actually my arms. Okay. Like especially if I'm wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. Like the exposed, like the the forearm normally will just all of a sudden be a little damp, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is bad. I don't know if I'm used to the back sweat. Maybe. Yeah, but I know well, I'm hot. Yeah, when I feel the top of the belly sweat. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's as bad. soon as you feel just that little ring, like just below your sternum. Sure. And it's just about what six inches in width. Yeah. And you feel that you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like a little no, hot here. No time to find yeah. a fan. No matter like how skinny you are, like that. That's a, it's always it's always gonna be there. Yep. Like that's sure always starts clinging. Sure. To the worst part that you, you don't want it to cling to, you're like, come on, man. Yeah, don't don't do this. Not to me. Right? <laughs> like, not be- right now. The belly sweat. 
yeah. is is numero uno on very that, prevalent. PJ Zuko uh, on Heatstroke watch. I got water. I got water in my bag too. So we'll see Thru- how it goes throughout the day. Uh, we do have news out of the NFL. Deshaun Watson. I'm sure everyone's been talking about it. Uh, the Deshaun Watson appeal and settlement has come down. Uh, they've settled on 11 game suspension for Deshaun Watson. Uh, he will be coming back against his former team, the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm not going to. PJ's welcome to. I'm never going to stop anybody from doing anything. I'm not going to look at how this affects the Cleveland Browns season or anything like that. Uh, the biggest takeaway I have from this is you've now had two independent arbiters say that this guy did something wrong, and both of them say it was nonviolent sexual assault. And the Cleveland Browns are still perfectly fine having them be their quarterback. Sure. Yep. And Kevin Stefanski's up there saying, listen, uh, we're going to allow him to practice with us if he wants to. Uh, he's not going to play in the rest of the preseason games, but uh, we'll we'll get him back in 11 weeks. Yep. yep. So I will, I will let you do with that what you will. Two different independent arbiters at this point have now said, yes, he at least did some of what he is accused of and have suspended him for 11 games. You don't get suspended for doing nothing. True. And again, this is out of Roger Goodell's hands. These are independent judges and arbiters that are coming in and making these decisions and doing their own investigations and have both of them have now determined that he did something wrong and we're, we're still just perfectly fine with him playing. So that that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, it's 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 hard to hard to wrap your head around if if you even want to try to. Um and yeah, uh, it's 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 crazy to me. There's there's a lot of different things, right? Sure, like like you said, uh, two different independent arbiters have have you know come to this conclusion, and sure the suspension was was raised a little bit, was almost doubled, uh, but still does doesn't even last a full season. But at the same time, it's like how, how it's it's hard to imagine or or I guess kind of come up with a a set number of games like how much is too much how how little is too little other than just maybe just not having this guy in the NFL or or not having people in the NFL and period who 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 do these things um but sadly if a, if a team I don't know man if a team wants someone they're, they're going to get them so that like it is it is what it is there um it's and it's not great it's not a good thing by any means so not necessarily happy with it not necessarily Oh, uh, satisfied with it, obviously, complete but complete opposite for me. Like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, it, it's it's or not even not complete opposite. I would say it's well beyond that. Yeah, it's not even a little bit satisfied. It's it's going completely the other direction. It's still disgusted. Yeah, absolutely disgusted and absolutely. Once again, yeah. Calvin Ridley. I don't know how you can be satisfied. Calvin Ridley made a bet on DraftKings, and he's out indefinitely, at least for this season. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. They have now said has committed some of the crimes of what they're calling quote unquote nonviolent sexual assault in eleven games. Yeah. So placing a DraftKings bet is more harmful to the league than sexually assaulting women. Sure. Let's yeah. just say yeah, what they put out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Um so yeah, I, I don't I don't know how uh, I will say the the part that really just kind of puts the cherry on top is is just the tip of the iceberg for me when it comes to just how frustrating and and angering this is for me is the fact and you can say whatever you want like I, I get it independent arbiter sure maybe they didn't look at the schedule I don't know 
11 games for the record if he comes back and starts the first game he's eligible to for the Browns. Of course he's play, playing Houston. Of course. Right? Like, you can't tell me that that's just a coincidence. Like, that, that's, that's egregious and ridiculous, first of all. So, like, that, that's, kind of, that's a part to me, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those ironic things. Then again, like, you have several different guys who start the season with their, the people they used to play for. And yeah. now, all of a sudden, Deshaun Watson is one of those people 11 weeks into, uh, 11 weeks into the season. After a suspension, so yep. that that is. Oh, it's gonna be huge. Again, rating. you can it's, say what you want to, but yeah. that that's it's, it's that's gonna insane be huge and for the NFL A couple weeks leading up to it, it's gonna be just being built up and built up and built up, especially if the Browns are even close to five hundred, right? With a chance at a playoff race, it's yeah. the media circus is just gonna turn it into can the Browns make it now that Deshaun Watson's back. It's just, uh, I'll say kudos to the Jaguars fans. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But I, I am with the Jaguars fans. Yeah, Let's right? take a yeah. quick break. We'll come back with more. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. You good? Yeah. Ready to rock? Oh, yeah. I'm just sure. Yeah. Sometimes ready, PJ ready just roll, gets definitely. very engrossed <laughs> in the TikTok during breaks there. Do you want to share? Oh, I mean, that wasn't a, a TikTok. That was uh, uh, Instagram reel, so a, a late TikTok. It was Twitter, man. It was Twitter. Oh, God. So even a later. <laughs> yeah. No, I was... Uh, what was that? I ended up, you know, I just seeing all the Deshaun Watson stuff, all that, and I I ended up stopping on a, a video of Dan Lebitard talking to the new Miami Dolphins head coach, um, Mike McDaniel's. Yeah, who? Yeah. I, like what? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't, don't want to say something. Like he's an NFL coach. That's amazing. But like. He looks like someone we'd play video games with on like a Friday night. No, he looks like uh, one of us. Like yeah, yes, he's just yes, a, or like yes. working on the website or whatever. Like, so it's it's crazy. But I don't know. He's he's talking about uh, Tua and how I guess the the flight of a, a left-handed thrower you know normally changes and is a little bit different kind of tails off. Sure. And whatever. And he he said he just said that it, to him it's the most accurate and catchable ball he's ever seen. Not oh just God. from a left-handed quarterback. Dan Lebertard reiterated it and asked him. This was the funny part and what got me. Like, Dan Lebertard asked him, wait, the most catchable and accurate ball you've ever seen is from Tua? And he literally, he's not, it's not just the coach that, like, yeah, of course. So what? He literally stops and thinks for, like, 10 seconds. It's like he's evaluating every football he's ever seen fly through the air. And is, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Just if you're sure of it, just say yes. If you're not, like, what? What is? Okay, well, I'm looking back hilarious. through. So, like, let's just go under the hypothesis that like the only the only balls that he has seen live are quarterbacks that he's coached in the past. Sure. So he was 2005. He was a coaching intern with the Denver Broncos to start his career. 2005. So is, is he that, was a coaching that, intern. Is that maybe like Jake Plummer? Broncos. Yeah, yeah. So I could I could see Tua perhaps throwing more. I believe so. Ball. Either Plummer or like uh, very early Jay Cutler. He but. was an offensive assistant with the Texans, 2006 to 2008. So that would be Carr. That's David Carr. Yeah. yeah, and like he had a good ball, but I could see how Tua's theoretically would be better. Uh, after that, he was with the California Redwoods and Sacramento Mountain Lions. I certainly hope Tua throws a better ball than that. Uh, 2011 to 2012, offensive assistant with the 
Washington football team. Would that be is that Alex Smith? 2011, or he's with the 49ers at that point. I think he was with the 49ers. That who was whoever was before is that Jason Campbell, RG three. That might be Jason Campbell. Yeah, but uh, Jason Campbell hard to keep up with. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. After that, he was with the Cleveland Browns in 2014. Who knows? Who like that's uh, like Johnny Manziel era. Yeah, but that yeah. Could, it it could be any of like six quarterbacks at that. It could have been Johnny Manziel. It could have been Brian Hoyer, like. The rotating door of quarterbacks at that point for the Browns is insane. Okay, after that, he was with the uh, Falcons for a year because he came okay. over with Shanahan. So it was Marcus Mariota there. <laughs> no, Matt, Matty Ice. Oh, but that, that guy. Oh. I, I will say Matt Ryan, super accurate, good deep ball. I don't know that he threw the most catchable ball ever, though. Like, when, like, top of mind when I think, like, catchable passes. I don't know if Matt Ryan was there. Again, amazing quarterback. If you listen to the show, you know. Matt Ryan's yeah. Stan right yeah, I'm, here. Yeah, I'm joking, but, by the way. Uh, I insanely respect yes, but, Matt, Matt Ryan. But, yeah, I'm maybe theoretically Tua throws a more catchable ball than Matt Ryan. After that, he was with yeah. the 49ers for three years. A lot of Jimmy Garoppolo action Dude, out there. Some Trey Lance. With the 49ers, yep. And then now he's got Tua. So, I mean, I guess theoretically, if he is saying, in my scope, what I have seen, he has the most catchable and accurate ball. Theoretically, okay. maybe okay. not outside the realm of possibility. Okay. Because you're not comparing him to a lot of studs. I think Matt Ryan would be the biggest one where you're like, hold on a tick. And again, I know we just did that whole exercise where he kind of walked walked that back, but he also played against several other NFL quarterbacks during that time. But he but you're on the sideline when your offense is, is off the field. Yeah, I guess you're, you're not really you're, focusing you're on, on the, you're in the tablet getting okay. ready. Like he's he's probably never seen another passer in a game. Understandable. Understandable. But I think the thing that I most take away from this whole conversation is he started as an intern, so he's starting his, his work career in 2005. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's been around. He looks like he's 27. Like, he looks like he's 30. So, uh, I mean, hey, he is, maybe he's he is, just... He is 39 years old. He's aging pretty well, Played I wide guess. wide receiver at Yale. Yeah. Good for him. Back in the day. Yeah, back in back in the day. So uh, now I want to know though. who does throw sure. the most catchable football. Like top of mind, Tom Brady. How did this is my thing though. As we keep talking about this, my mind keeps going back to accurate. You you can put a you can put a you know a, a visual look at that, right? But like Accurate and catchable, are those not kind of no. the same thing? Okay, so let's, like do how? let's dive down this rabbit hole. Yeah, 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 So I don't know if you got to watch any of the Jaguars game, uh, preseason game. I tried not to. It was actually actually no. It was, I, it was I pretty dang entertaining that. watching that first-team unit get out there. But Trevor Lawrence, in that game, he was ready to rock, Was came out throwing the ball 1,000 miles an hour. It was accurate as hell, and it was where it needed to be, but it was like a it was Jacob deGrom fastball. And so when you say catchable ball, think about you're the quarterback, you're in the shotgun, you got three receivers to your right, one wide receiver to the left, your running backs to your left. The play that you're going to see 50% of the time out of that is trying to get the ball to the back in the flat, right? And the, the Jaguars have added that because Travis Etienne is back. He's a great pass catcher. It's the Alvin Kamara play, right? Sure. you got everybody focusing on the three wide to the right. You have the guy on the left kind of 
running a semi go route, but kind of running slow so you can block the corner when the yeah. running back catches it. And then from that point, you're thinking, can my running back get leverage on the outside linebacker or the safety who's with him? And can my quarterback get him the ball? Trevor Lawrence was like, there's the target ball. And it's just zoop right on him. But as you're a running back, running away from your quarterback, looking back over your left shoulder, trying to catch that pass, if it's coming a million miles an hour, that's a really tough catch to make. It's already a really tough catch. Instead, what you can do is, it's so that's accurate, right? Yeah. Accurate and catchable is, I'm the quarterback, I look off to the right, kind of peel the free safety off, and then I come back to the left and deliver a touch, accurate, on-time ball that my running back can just have kind of fall into his hands, and then he can put a foot in the ground and make a move up the field. So it's about, yes, being accurate and hitting the quarter or hitting the receiver in the hands, but catchable means you're actually giving them a chance, and it's a ball that's not like a jugs machine turned sure, up to 14. Sure. Yeah. So when, when, he, when he says that, when he says catchable, that's what he means. So quarterbacks I think of automatically are, again, Tom Brady, because he's just he's amazing at everything. Yeah. But think back to the Super Bowl against the Seahawks when they kicked Gronkowski out to the right by himself, and you had K.J. Wright on him, and he just threw that floater pass. Accurate, on time, and super catchable for Gronkowski on the outside. So Tom Brady's probably the best to ever do it. I'd say Joe Montana is certainly up there in terms of catchable. But if you need like a good example that's not just all-time great, I'd say Russell Wilson throws a super catchable ball. Is it super catchable for defensive backs every now and then? Yes. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. it's just, it's drop it in a bucket. It's never a billion miles an hour, and it's just always on time. Okay. So that's right. that's my spiel on catchable versus sure. accurate. No, I mean, that, that makes sense. That makes sense, certainly. Uh, I, I kind of like chuckled in the middle of that because I, I played a version of football a little while ago, Let's go. and I threw around some. And what is funny is I just kind of called back to that because, like, I, like I, I really like throwing throwing like fades and things like that, like the soft touch. Sure. Th- those are always really fun to throw. Uh, but there were certain throws where, you know, you just needed to zip it in there as fast yeah. as possible. And I would always get like, I would always get complained to like, hey, you're throwing it too hard. Like we're like, why'd you drop that? You threw it too hard. Blah blah. blah. And I was like, I needed to get it, get it in there as soon as possible. Were your hands on it? Yeah. Well, then you should should have caught it. We shouldn't have thrown it. So you and I both like, know no, no, that's no. baloney. So like, yeah, exactly. So so I'm like, I, I kind of called back to that. And I was like, oh, so catchable is just like, you didn't catch it, so you need an excuse as to why yeah, and for your just, quarterback. And like every now and then, yeah, you got to zip it in there. You got to do the sidearm between like, especially I think like goal line situations, right? Sure. Yeah. Where there's like a safety behind yeah. and then two linebackers, and your guy kind of comes in the middle of them, and then it's just boom, right in the stomach. Yeah. And it's just like. That one, Sometimes like, you need some touch. I on got it, my sure. body as a backstop, so if you do <laughs> yeah. rifle it in there, I'm not gonna be able to breathe. But hey, I can catch it. Right. If you're if you're doing a crossing route or an out route or something, like that, you need some touch on it. And yeah. so when you say yeah. catchable ball, oh, you know who has a super catchable ball? Joe Burrow. That's a really good example yeah. too. Yeah. Dude's got I a rifle yeah. for an arm, but he always gives his guys a chance to make a play. Right. Makes sense. He throws a super catchable football. Yeah. So that's a good example. I think Tua is right there as well. Tua's got a rifle for an arm. And that Miami video that everybody made fun of when Tyreek Hill first got there and he undershot him, that whatever. Uh, but go back and watch Tua in the SEC throwing against yeah. NFL defensive backs. The dude's got an arm. and But he throws a super catchable pass. Yeah. No, I, I now that we have discussed this a little more, I can certainly see where that get. I think that's honestly, like now that we've broken that down, I think that's kind of where he thrives. Like accurate, 
Yeah, sure. Like yeah. arm power, yeah, sure. But like thinking back to some of the big plays at Alabama, a lot of those were just being a being able to make it catchable for his guy. And I so could, like I yeah, could, I could see that. And I could try to find the stat, but I believe last year Tua was the most accurate quarterback in the NFL over with passes over twenty yards. Yeah. And it's like there's obviously a minimum attempt. Sure. But it's he's an incredibly accurate quarterback. And last year, that offense, I'd say, was limited as being kind. There wasn't a whole lot of identity. Yeah. I'm excited to see him, because not just because it's Mike McDaniel, but it's Mike McDaniel, McDaniel comes from the Kyle Shanahan system, and the Kyle Shanahan system takes okay quarterbacks and turns them excellent. Mm-hmm. And it takes excellent quarterbacks and turns them elite MVP like we saw with Matt Ryan. Yeah. So if he can do that for Tua... And you have Tyreek Hill and Waddle uh, and Raheem Mostert on that offense. And uh, who, who's the tight end? Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki, thank what? you. Well, you have you have Goad and Gusecki, and there's a lot of weird yeah. tight end names. But Gusecki, he's <laughs> uh, he's a the perfect NFL brand inline tight end, right? And then that front seven was one of the best in the NFL last year, and they pretty yep. much got everybody back and added some stuff to it. So uh, Miami could be a fun team to watch, but I – I know it's, you chuckle because it's hyperbolic, and then you have, I don't know if you saw Tyreek Hill on his podcast where he was talking about Tua. Oh, a little while ago yeah. where he's, like, comparing him and him and Pat Mahomes? No, it wasn't Pat Mahomes. Different. It was, uh, God, who's the backup quarterback for the for the Chiefs? Oh, um, now I'm not sure. I, mean, I know like it, last it year. used to be Chad Henney. But as of last year, maybe Chase Daniel? Matt Moore. It's Matt Moore. Oh. So he said he went off in a game for like 150 yards and a touchdown with Matt Moore. And he's like, Matt, I love you. But two is 10 Matt Moores. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. And if I'm Matt Moore, I'm like, you know what, man? I don't appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Was it Matt Moore or Chad Henney that threw it to Tyreek Hill in the, for like the basically salt the game in the playoffs? That was Chad Henney. That was yeah, Chad yeah. Henney. Okay. That was Chad Henney. Uh, I. Despise Chad Henney, so I I remember. Um, but Matt Moore is kind of interesting because if he played for, if he backed up for Kansas City, then then what? That's crazy because he always. It seemed like he was always in Miami. Yeah, that's true. That's so just, it's just kind of got crossed up. It's, there. It's, it's how it usually works. He probably yeah. just told too. He's like, hey, or not to uh, Tyreek. He's like, yeah, South Beach, pretty cool. Yeah, no, for sure. A little bit different than old Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. It's like Raheem Mostert somehow finding his way down to Miami after. Well, that Being one does over make San sense because he was with Mike McDaniel exactly. yeah, and yeah. San Fran and cooking people, the Packers, for 200-plus yards in the playoffs. Uh, let's take a break. We do have some college football stuff to get into. This is Second Down on ESPN Radio. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Two locations in Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. PJ, something else made me mad today. Oh, really? I'm just airing grievances. We're not even done yet, huh? Right. See what CBS put out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say it excitedly. You, no, I mean, I'm not ten. even really like, I just, I just cursed. honestly had completely, I, I honestly. Big 10 B word. Sure. And I'm not that. I'm, I'm simply a Penn State fan. But no, I did see that. And uh, I, well, as we weird as this sounds, to what like, it, is? It, it made my stomach curdle almost as much as yours, but okay. I'm sure not as much. All right. So let's fill the, the people in to what we're talking about. So. The Big Ten just finalized their $7 billion deal sure. for their future broadcasting yep. rights with Fox, NBC, 
and CBS. Now, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot to get into there, and we can uh, maybe tomorrow in terms of just breaking it down. But basically, the different, I guess, affiliates will get the S- the Big Ten championship games throughout the years, just kind of rotating that between them, kind of like what the NFL does with the Super Bowl. And then there's a bunch of different primetime slots, yada, 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 right? What's disgusting Wow, is CBS, when they still have two years of the SEC. Yeah. Two years. They have this year and they have primetime 330 next year with the SEC. Coming out and putting the song that everyone associates with 330 SEC football and overlaying it with Big Ten highlights. Yeah. It's disgusting. It was uh, Gross. relatively quick and surprising, I think, for a lot of people. <laughs> I'm infuriated. Yeah, as as you should be, I think. I mean, like that was uh, that was abrupt. I think is a, is a good word to to use there. But um, you know what it's doing? This country is already divided. It's dividing it more. You know sure. why? Because there's a lot of people who before today didn't care about Purdue or Maryland or Indiana, right? They live in Tennessee or. Missouri or Arkansas, and they just go about their lives happily, ignorantly, unaware of Indiana and Purdue's existence. Yeah. Right? As they and should then be. they get on Twitter today <laughs> and they see CBS with the song that they know and love showing Purdue highlights. Yeah. And Maryland highlights. Minnesota. Minnesota highlights. And you yeah. know what? Now there's people all over the South who didn't care before today who hate those schools. Sure. Sure. Hate them. I don't know how much they. That's the thing. Like, I don't know how much they should hate them. No, they hate them. Like, because we've already, I've already seen the comments. Like, wow, they're really going from LSU, Auburn to Indiana, Purdue. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Is like, it's crazy. Like, the misplaced anger. I don't know. Is silly, but um, no, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crazy and very. Like I said, I mean, I, I tweeted this a little bit ago. Like, and I think when we initially talked about it, it's just, it feels so wrong on every level, on every angle. Like, I don't know a Big Ten fan that watched that and said, and may tweet, like, tweet me if, if I'm completely off base here. I don't, I haven't heard of anybody who watches Big Ten football on a regular basis who watched that and said, oh, yeah, that feels great. That's right. That, oh, man, I can't wait. I just, this is great. Because, like, like, I watched it and I was like, this is wrong. It's yeah. just weird. Well, you know what it is, too? Is it's not, I don't even like it. It's, it's a win ugh. for the SEC. Bear with me here. It hurts to lose that song. I mean, I'm sure it is. And it hurts to lose something that you've come to know and love at 3.30. And, yeah, you're going to be on ESPN or ABC at 3.30, and that's fine. But it, it's just not the same because it's something you've come to know and love. But it's also a win for the SEC, and it looks bad for the Big Ten because it's just like, Guys gonna come up with something original. <laughs> you just have to you just have to completely steal what we've done. Because you're like, wow, that looks really cool on the SEC. I'm gonna go buy that same outfit and wear it. And now I'm like, yeah, this is what hey, I guys, like. This is a hey, game. guys, look like, at me. I'm like the SEC and, and the SEC's just like, brother, no, you're not. It's so fun, like, dude, again with like the misplaced because it's true. Like, what you're saying is true because it does look bad in yeah, that I sense. Get, but the Big Ten doesn't choose that. No, That's CBS's it's CBS's fault. fault. And they should have. <laughs> they should have come up with a different. Yeah. Yeah. Song. Like that, that was just so you gotta bad. retire that one at this point. Like, come on, man. But and, and like it, it's the same song. It's, like, it's the same song they use for March Madness, right? I think 
think, like it's, a, very, I think it's a little different. But no, like, I was going to say, same structure, and they just kind of differentiate it a little bit I think for so. March Madness. But I mean, at least change it a little bit. Because yeah, at the end of that touch. song, I'm expecting Vern Lundquist to, to welcome me into Jordan Hare. Are they going to have... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know about Ness. I don't know if Brad Nessler will still be there, but as of right now, it's still Collinsworth. And his not, not Collinsworth or not Collinsworth, Danielson. Uh, Danielson, Gary Danielson. Yeah. I wish which it was I Collinsworth. mean they're the same person. Oh no, they're not. Chris Collinsworth is so much better. He knows exactly what's going on on every play, uh, not asking any questions in the press box, wondering what happened. Why is that yellow flag down there? What? Ha- oh, there was an interception, God, you know, and we didn't it, see the interception. So, and we've talked about this before. It's like people <laughs> hate on him, but man. I miss Vern Lundquist what and Danielson happened? together. Who who ta- they got tackled? I thought I, that was a touchdown. I, I miss them together, but it's it's like the SEC <laughs> has had this like outfit slash style for a long time, and it gets a ton of likes on Instagram, and they look good in it. And then you know what? They've decided to move on, move forward. It's like skinny jeans, right? The SEC for the past twenty years has been wearing skinny jeans, and they're rocking them. And it looks good. But you know what? Fashion's changed. And now we're going more for the boot cut look. And here comes the Big Ten out with their skinny jeans on. Like, hey, hey we're cool, right? Well, this is the... No. Yeah, right. I mean, How this, dare you stand where they stood? This is the bad... Like, <laughs> I don't want to go too far with this. But then again, like, the first well, okay, thing... When CBS I saw that has. video, like, the first thing I thought of is, like, this is, like, a marriage... Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. That's what I'm saying. Let's like, go. This, uh, like well, We already jumped off the cliff. Let's go ahead and land. It's just like, it's like, it's like a marriage. Just like, it looked incredible. Everything was great. And then, like, it's announced, like, hey, we're going to get a divorce. It's going to take some time. And then literally the net, like, not even, like, literally 15 minutes later, the guy walks up and he's like, oh, hey, by the way. This is my girlfriend. This is my girlfriend. She looks exactly the same. She's wearing the same clothes. But it's just different. It's just different. It's like, no, 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 no. This is not right. This is wrong. This is terrible. And that's how I felt watching that I video. I would say, like, it's a younger version, but, like, that would be, like, the Sun Belt. So. Yeah, no, what's worse is, like, it's, it's, the, it's the Big Ten, so it's it's probably older. Oh, <laughs> uh, CBS, what are you doing? Oh, man. What not Nothing doing? right. And, the, like, this is where I thought you were going to go with this. Not only did the SEC win in that sense, but also, like, since we brought up commentators, guess who's probably, like, I don't know if it's been announced or whatever, but, like, ESPN, premier SEC game of the week, that's going to be Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit. Nah, I doubt it. I, I still think they do the 8 o'clock games. You know who I bet gets the 3.30 game? Is the SEC, like, for sure, like, they still are keeping that 3.30 time slot with ESPN? Uh, after 2023. Okay, all right. You know who gets the, but you know who's going to get that 330 slot if I put my money on it? Is it the... No one knows yet, but if I had to put my money on who's it. Who's that? Go ahead. Joe Tessitore. Yeah, okay. Like Joe Tessitore and like Todd Blackledge. Like Greg McElroy, someone like that. Yeah. We got to go to break. We'll be right back. We'll get you ready for three and out next right here on ESPN Radio. Second down on ESPN Radio presented to you by the Uniform Source. Got about a minute. Uh, before we hand you over to three and out. But Albert Pujols, PJ, about 20 minutes ago, slapped home run number 690, a pinch hit grand slam for the machine. Goodness gracious. Here's my question. He needs 10 home runs. He's got 44 games plus a little bit left to do it. That'd be, that would be That would be on fire to get 10 in that amount of time. 
He needs now, what, six to pass Alex Rodriguez for fourth all-time. But he needs ten now to become just the fourth player ever to hit 700 home runs. So my question to you quickly is this. If he doesn't get it by the end of this year, do you just say, hey, sorry, I know last year was my retirement thing, but can I come back for another year? I would love that. I would, I would love that. Some people would try and hide that or like just go right off in the sunset. I nah, would love if go he Go play did for that. the Diamondbacks. It doesn't matter. Just go hit some more home Yes. Runs. I think that's perfectly fine. Green oh, out yeah. coming up next right here on ESPN Radio. If you miss any portion of the show, check it out on ESPNCoastal.com.